the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help small business start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses for more profits. Our offices are located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can find us on the web at blackchamber.com. In studio with me today is my good friend, Carl Welsh, and producer and co-host. How you doing today, Carl? I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm actually really interested in this topic we're about to talk about, so I'll let you introduce our guests, and we'll go from there. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a funny talk, but people are going to love it, but they're also going to learn a lot about this. In studio with us today is my good friend, Marshall Johnson, from Atlanta, yes, Georgia, yes. and he's going to talk about something that is going to blow your mind about the industry of diapers. Marshall, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here and happy to see you after, uh, what, something, three, four years now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, man. Huh? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Always, you look great. <laughs> you, you get better with age. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't My, remember where we met before. Yeah, exactly. Was it, was was it Skin that. is In or what uh, did we meet? He had to bring up Skin is In. It was a nightclub. Everything always comes around. Skin is In. Was that it, Marshall? That's what it was. Okay, all right. We know it was at a party. Now I know where this idea came from. Baby's making baby. Baby's making baby. Well, Marshall Marshall did something so uh, amazing years ago. He he was the creator of the African-American Czech series, right, of which right. my Czechs are like that today. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about you, though, first, Marshall, and then a little bit about the Czech series, and then we'll get into the diapers. Okay. Um, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Grew up there. Went to College of Fisk University. Came out, and I uh, was quarterback on that football team. That's so how I got a scholarship mm-hmm. there. Quarterback on the football team. Played basketball as well, athlete. And um, just wanted to, after I got through playing college, but after playing ball, I wanted to do something to open my own business. I've always always had that aspiration of being becoming an entrepreneur and felt like I could contribute and do something different than what, you know, just working for someone else. I just wanted to live out my vision. Mm-hmm. And um, just behind that, I just wanted to make sure that uh, I left a legacy, still working on doing that. Now, one of the things that you and I were just talking about, I've always felt that uh, that people need to look at is you never stop peaking. Yeah, you always try to recreate yourself. You always try to reinvent yourself. After one project is over, you always try to go to another. I looked for other ways you can be able to help mm-hmm. and leave something behind, so that when people look back at your life, 
They say, hey, this person did this, did that. Mm-hmm. And one of my, my biggest inspirations, one of them was beside Dr. King, mm-hmm. Malcolm, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. was uh, Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. Thurgood Marshall one now is greatest. Become, yes, has become a real close and real, real big inspiration for me. And, and, and how what he did and how he did it in order to be able to, you know, help our people as well as to do something for the country. Mm-hmm. Most important thing is the country and the people. Mm-hmm. And if you do things like that to help uh, to, to uh, increase um, our, our movement, our forward movement, mm-hmm. and to bring people together, that's always been something, a goal of mine as well. Yo, tell me a little bit about the Chick Series, because when you had those five African-Americans yes, on that yes, Chick Series, yes, yes. tell us how difficult that was or mm-hmm. what you had to do. And mm-hmm. what was the result of that, Marshall, and the impact it's been making in a lot of people's lives? Because I'm proud to bring my checks out. I don't like to write too many checks, but I'm proud to see who they're, who's on the checks. Well, I'll tell you something. One of the things that I'm, I really I found out recently that surprised me. Was my son and I were looking at just just people were talking. Marshall, you should you should try to you know to to uh, uh, create the checks again to uh, re-energize those or bring them back out again. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, those things are not as big as they used to be. Mm-hmm. So we did some research mm-hmm. and Googled it, and mm-hmm. Google, I'm telling you, the internet mm-hmm. thing is just mm-hmm. oh, it's just blowing me away. Mm-hmm. Even you can even be able to d- GPS yourself to wherever you need to go. It's like yeah. almost like Star Trek, you know. Mm-hmm. But in case we Googled up what the, we Googled up African American checks. Turns out there are more than a hundred different African American Czech uh, people. I mean, and, and entrepreneurs. Let's right. put it that way. Okay. That have now come out with checks that, that feature different types of um, African American images, scenes, family things, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So the impact has really been something that I am like, whoa! It blew me away. I was mm. totally surprised at it. When like, did you get started with the checks? Was, the checks was in 1989. Uh-huh. 19, no, 1991. We launched them in Washington D.C. That's how we came up. Well, first off, the history is, oh, you still got your checkbook cover and everything. Carl, wow, man. I'm going to give you those things years ago. cheap. He didn't want to buy any checkbook. I, I, I ain't writing no checks to nobody, though. He got check 001, oh, man. <laughs> he ain't pulling no checkbook. He gave me 001, and it bounced. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember so. giving you that some years ago, man. Wow, that's been, I don't know we want to come out. We want to go back that far, but I remember giving you those things So, 89. So, did you say who the four original? Well, the five. What happened was, we wanted to do something. I was sitting in my apartment talking with some guys, and we were talking about the contributions of African Americans to the economy. And I did some. My background is advertising, by the way. Mine too. Good. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. I was in advertising for about four or five years. My old business partner was a Caucasian man, and we became the best of friends as well. Now he's my godfather. I didn't know him. Cole called him. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize him. I saw. I know that he had represented the Convention of Business Bureau of Memphis. And um, by the way, I now live in Atlanta, as you know. Um, <clears throat> and he had a cold call. The next thing I know, we were talking, and out of his mouth came, we're going to start a partnership. We're going to call it Malmo Johnson. I'm going to be president of your own division, and so forth and so on. And little did I know, the guy was already worth over $20 million. Mm-hmm. And when I left him, we didn't make it around. He was around $30 million. But nevertheless, uh, going back to the amendment from that, I began to look at uh, uh, what our contributions were and what we gave to you know the economy, and as we were discussing it, one of the things that we, we found out that African Americans at that time were the seventh largest economic power in the world, mm-hmm. a country within the country, you yeah. know, contributing a lot. Mm-hmm. But we we weren't on coin our currency. That's why the idea came from the check series. And somebody, I mean, don't forget this guy's name was Troy White, the young cat. He said, "And what about the idea?" Of, I said, "You know, we we aren't on, we aren't on coin our currency." He said, what about the idea of checks? I said, "Ah." 
checks. We'll do something with it. And at the time, I was I was living in uh, in um, San Leandro. I lived out here for a while off Parrot Street, mm-hmm. and uh, and I also had a place in Memphis. So I was back and forth. You know, and I was doing that Seagram's Gin and Juice stuff. That remember mm-hmm. you and I met. I was doing some promotional work and advertising stuff. And I was about to get into a song. Man. I'm sorry, I better not start that. <laughs> oh, it's making it. <laughs> so nevertheless, I uh, went back and I started working on it, wrote a proposal, took it over to uh, one of the banks in Memphis. Uh, I think it was Leader Federal Bank. They liked the idea. They called their, um, uh, their, job, uh, their, their check printer, which is the like check printers at the time, wanted, wanted to go, wanted to move forward, forward with it. And then we got a... Um, we saw we then I had a relationship with a bank in uh, DC with Riggs Bank in DC. We launched at Riggs in DC, got all kinds of support behind it. I mean, and then what 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 really helped us be able to sell it and get the kind of support we wanted to was we sold them an exclusive, exclusive for ninety days, so that, that created the demand from the other banks. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, in DC. Then we did the same thing in Memphis, and we launched in Atlanta to a national level. What one of the one of the one of the things I'm most proudest of is. We, in order to make sure that we gave something back, we gave um, uh, we had we had an agreement with all the check printers, with all the, all the uh, with all the check printers that they had to tell the banks they had to give back two twenty five cents or two dollars to the UNCF, mm-hmm. and we did that for a number of years. We gave them millions. did they all do it? Yes, <coughs> we gave millions of dollars in scholarships to wow, the UNCF. Nice. Wow. And I personally, God bless me, to be personally be able to give four hundred twenty three kids. I opened up my own. Uh, I have my own foundation. And we were, I was personally able to get 423 kids uh, scholarships for books and tuition. So with your goal with this company, with your goal to expose parents to career aspirations and opportunities, that started way back that in the day, right? That started back in the day. Right. Because if we don't start doing something to become working for ourselves, or we create, create right. opportunities for right. We create opportunities to bring others. Along. You can, you can, you can be, you can make a lot. You can be as successful as you want to, but but the true success is being able to bring somebody along with Amen. you, Amen, right, and help right. other people too. Right, that's true success, yeah. and as well as longevity. So, are your checks still in business? I mean, are they yes. still at at the the prescribed banks? And can you, like, say, for instance, if I'm with a, a another bank, can I get your checks or get them to order your checks? Yeah. Well, what you can get is you can get checks. That are not that, that are close so close to mine. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is, is this. It's like the legacy thing. Uh, you can get checks that are so close to mine. Yes, you get checks that are so close to mine that you are, you know, getting my checks as well as some. From what I heard, if there's still some checks, like Carl has those checks. Yeah. He just showed it to me. He's still getting them as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I get them from my credit union. You know, before we go to break, though, there's a couple of things I, w- I, I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. One, you may not be able to get deep into it on this side. Mm-hmm. We have to do it on the other side. But I want you to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your wide bottoms. Oh, wide bottom diapers. Yeah, let's start. <laughs> let's start talking about the di- because you W-B-D. said something earlier mm-hmm. that uh, that the. Diapers haven't changed in so many years. Can you give us a little history of that? <laughs> you hear that baby in the background? It. I love it. Right? Somebody go, somebody go take, pick that baby up. Get that baby a bottle and feed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened was, uh, I'll give you a little history. Disposable diapers uh, came into existence, I think, in 1956. I can't think of the woman's name who came up with the idea. And they were, they were, they were made in a certain, uh, with certain dimensions. You know, height, width, height, height, width, and density, mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. And from what my understanding, there's been very little change in that in, in, the, in the dimensions because babies basically and they, and they made them size, they made them different sizes mm-hmm. from zero to six. Mm-hmm. That's how diapers run. Mm-hmm. Newborn, well, yeah, newborn zero to six, a zero. Mm-hmm. 
And from my understanding, they have been they have done little to make changes in the dimensions. Mm-hmm. Performance, yes. Mm. They made sure that they you know absorb they could they could um, take more wetness, mm-hmm. absorbency, and so forth. But very and then the, the thigh guards might have changed a little bit, and as well as the uh, the uh, fasteners or the tabs might have changed a little bit, but mm-hmm. very little would be noticeable. Well, in beginning in 1999, millennial babies became the. Uh, uh, <laughs> Are the are the I want I don't want to say the word fattest, but baby, big butt, baby, big butt, baby, wide butt. <laughs> I don't want to say fattest, but you you want your baby to be fat and juicy. You know, I want all my kids, my babies were fat and juicy, babies slobbed all the time. So you wanted to be like that. That's it. that's it. Thank you for that. That's why that, that baby's hungry. Somebody do something about it. Uh, he's wet. One of the two. He has on an old diaper. <laughs> but nevertheless. We wanted to make sure that they they, they, they they were all they all stayed the same size. Basically, mm-hmm. there was also growth. But in 1999, uh, millennial babies are the largest humans born mm-hmm. to date. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 size of the weight of newborns uh, in 1999 increased up to two pounds larger, mm-hmm. giving them a new category, a new name because they they, they, were, they were so heavy. They're called macrosomia. Wow. Macrosomia hey, Marshall, man, I like that. I like that so much. I want you to save the rest of that for the second half. Okay. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Uh, we want to welcome you back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. we got my good friend, Mr. Marshall Johnson in, and he's going to talk about wide bottoms, <laughs> the whole industry about diapers. And Marshall, I mean, doing the break. wide bottom babies, not wide bottom babies. Not, not yeah, apple yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, wide bottom. That's a whole other show. Yeah, so tell, <laughs> tell us more about that, Marshall, because you left and you were giving us the history of that and you were explaining it to us. Please. Yes, I think we left off with uh, the fact that um, in 1999, babies were macrosomia, or, or, I'm sorry, millennial the generation mm-hmm. had has produced the, the uh, heaviest babies, heaviest uh, newborns in uh, the history of man, up to two pounds larger. And macrosomia is any baby. The reason they call it, they're called macrosomia babies, which is Greek for large bodies. Mm-hmm. The reason that they're called this uh, is well, no, 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 the weight is between eight and I think eight and a half to nine and nine, nine and a half pounds. That's why they call mac. That's that's the weight size for macrosomia. So if your baby was born eight and a half pounds to nine and a half pounds, you have a macrosomia, uh, a baby that needs wide bottom diapers. <laughs> mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, one of the good things about the diaper uh, is that uh, when we, we do, when we when we designed it, I had the dimensions uh, for it. We made it such that and tested it over uh, tested over tens of thousands of babies. My manufacturers done. Mm-hmm. That it can fit small to wide bottom babies, mm-hmm. so it's only a ten percent increase in size. Mm-hmm. So that ten percent allows the, the uh, diaper to fit to smaller babies as mm-hmm. well as larger babies. So you know, but I want to ask you something about the diaper industry mm-hmm. as a business, mm-hmm. because when you told me once about the diaper industry, you're saying, "Hey, there are like military contracts. I oh, mean, older uh, folks." So talk to us a little bit about the business of the diaper industry. Okay. Um, the diaper industry generates grosses, rather, worldwide over $100 billion. And that's it's hard to be able to give you an exact number, I suppose, uh, 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 because 
to when you when you when you try to Google uh, information on diapers, mm-hmm. gross amount of money spent on diapers, you have to pay for it. It's, you it have is, to pay for the Google you have to research. Go, pay for the Google research. Between at one time we tried to do it some years ago, it was like three thousand. If, if you wanted to, if you wanted to get some Google information on on diapers, you had to pay three thousand to get intimate information. If you wanted very intimate information, it went up to ten thousand dollars. So it's hard to be able to know exactly how much it's been, how much you uh, is, is gross to HGO on diapers. Yeah, but that's a big number. You know, huge doing? number. Right. Huge number. I think in the U.S. alone is over fifty-two billion dollars. Wow. So I'm just when I, when I say a hundred billion, that's being that's lowballing it. How many mm-hmm. how many African American business uh, businesses do you know? Uh, I won't say deal with diapers, but actually uh, produce or manufacture diapers. Owners. We're the only African American diaper uh, owner uh, business in the in the country. Right now, uh, I think that somebody told me that there was one out here that was in some small stores, some mom and pop stores, uh, back in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. But as but they weren't major. We had we've had uh, the opportunity to um, tie in with different uh, uh, major cartoon brands. One of the first one we tied in with that we thought would be a great way to to, to target African Americans was. Um, Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Talk about that a little bit because you have these brands that has you have that have animated designs. Animated on designs. And and not only just why the animated designs, but the reasoning behind it. Well, there was a fellow, I can't think of his name. As a matter of fact, I met the guy. He owned, he now owns a diaper company called uh, Valor Brands out of Atlanta. He was the one who came up with the idea to put uh, cartoon characters on diapers. And I think one of the first ones was the Muppets. Uh, then after that, then after that um, Mickey Mouse came in. Mickey Mouse is on Huggies now. But in any case, it was just because it was a, the idea was to create to put something on diapers that would, you know, be something for uh, that was something for mothers to be able to relate to the children about mm-hmm. the babies about and so forth and have them smile or something you know just something fun and funny. And so we thought that one of the things that we could do in order to target African Americans, since excuse me, beginning in two thousand nine, little history on this. Beginning in 2009, the the newborn the newborn population racial makeup changed. In 2009, um, uh, people of color, babies of color, outnumbered Caucasian births. Uh, I think that's in, and the number has increased ever since. Hispanics, I think. So is that in is that in uh, in the entire United States or actually just California? It's, actually, it's. Around the world. Oh, worldwide, worldwide. Okay. Yeah, but in the United States, and it was yeah. in the U.S. alone, yeah. uh, I think Hispanics were 26%, African Americans were 16%, and everything, everybody else, you know, uh, um, um, children, that a racial mix mm-hmm. made up the difference, and we were over 50 plus percent. And the number has increased every year. So I thought, huh, that may be a good opportunity, a good way to be able to look at getting into this business because we're the only ones that were doing that. And also the diversity angle. Mm-hmm. That most manufact- most retailers want you to be able to, want, like to have money that's targeted for diversity programs. And if you meet, if you meet the diversity demands by becoming minority certified, I, get to use, I hate to use the word minority, mm-hmm. but becoming certified as a, as a, um, a minority vendor, for lack of a better word, then you are able to meet the diversity um, um, 
advantages. Right. So there's a lot of advantages by saying that you're minority owned because then that that sort of puts you at the top of the line at some of these corporations that say, okay, we need to do at least 20 percent business with minorities. Mm -hmm. And if you're the only one, then whether it's hospitals or places like that. So that's the value. That's that's one of the values. Yeah. Government contracts, whatever. But that's retail. Uh, But we found that uh, that is kind of a misnomer. Because some some adhere to it, some don't. Right. You know. So we chose that as uh, we chose that as one of the advantages, as well as uh, we looked at the other opportunities, other other advantages. One was it was Fat Albert targeting African Americans, and because of his following and so forth. Another was another country, another brand that we were working on, and we started. We went after and got that uh, was uh, Pocoyo. Mm-hmm. Pocoyo was at one time was the. Um, my kids grew up on Pocoyo, man. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. You remember yeah. Pocoyo? Yeah. My kids grew up on yeah. Pocoyo. No, Pocoyo, yeah. Uh, um, we had the rights to do Pocoyo throughout North America. And um, uh, uh, that's going to include Canada and Mexico and everything else. Pocoyo since has gone out of business, so yeah. we moved from that. And this is, it's strange how when God has something for you, the idea came from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from about diapers, something spiritually connected. And that's another story altogether. But... It's, it's strange how we circle all the way back to the original idea. Uh, was not to use a brand so much that it was like a Pocoyo or Fat Albert, but diapers and just this diapers and stuff and the size. Mm-hmm. We come all the way back from the original thought, which was just diapers and then the size to uh, to where we are right now, which is wide bottom diapers. And well, the name you, came later, but the idea was already there. And do you find that most of the most minorities are the ones that are having babies that are larger size, or do you find that that's that an white... interesting thought? That's interesting. I'm not, not to cut you off. No, no, no. That's an interesting thought. We found it to be just the opposite. It's basically economic based. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, because uh, if and it, it was also saying that it came from uh, from from uh, women that were pregnant and got gestational diabetes. That's because there was so much sugar in right. all the food and so forth right. that they were taking, they were eating for the baby, and the diet prescribed for uh, pregnant women. But it just turned out to be just the opposite. It's economically based. Those countries that are economically, you know, privileged mm-hmm. uh, and they can afford the food for the uh, for the mothers and stuff, that's where you found the babies that are larger. Large, so right. actually, Caucasians had a larger birth, had large had wide butts, mm-hmm. <laughs> wide bottom babies. Mm-hmm. Then Hispanics and then African Americans, which is usually the opposite, right. you know. But that's what they said. But at the same time, I've seen. Some well, I can see something different because here in America, why right, the <clears throat> the economy is such a is uh, so bipolar mm-hmm. or polar mm-hmm. that you know African American those from low socioeconomic backgrounds are eating food that are high in sugar and mm-hmm. high in carbs and high in fat, like cookies and those mm-hmm. type of things. So, mm-hmm. the, so those are the type of food. So then the mothers get larger and then the babies get larger. But I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, go just real quick, uh, thought on that. What is what's what's what we'll higher than sugar than anything else is the Similac mm-hmm. and all the Infamil. Yeah, that is over fifty percent sugar. Yeah, yeah. That's produces that's that's what produces a lot of gestational diabetes in, in women, and and also with I mean I'm sorry, in all, not in women, but for the babies that that's produces a lot of uh, big body babies, the macrosomia babies, uh, as well as the diet were. The diets were uh, for women are much more are large as well. Are, are, are a lot of high content of sugar. Good, so sorry. you're doing diapers and you're doing wipes. Yes, we're doing diapers, wipes, training pants. Uh, now, do you do diapers. any adult stuff? Yeah, we do adult diapers. There's a size wider as well, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, and some other companies are, are following, uh, well, falling in place, are falling, uh, finding this is taking our lead. 
They also have diapers now that are, that are not called wide. We are the only diapers that are, that are wide, which, as a matter of fact, we have a patent on our diapers now. The only diapers that are wider, uh, larger, I mean, wider and in, 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 in length, they have a longer in length as well. As well as the thigh guards. Uh, one of our patents is uh, targeted toward thigh guards as well as the, uh, the tabs. Because the thigh guards, we found that not so much as the bottoms are larger, but the thighs are much bigger on, on, on a lot of babies. You know, you said something about patent. That's mm-hmm. very interesting. And we won't be able to do it this show, but we're going to do a whole other show on what? About marketing. Private um, label agreements, right? Yes, and that's yes, where Marshall specializes yes, in. Yes, branding, we, licensing, trademarks, and patents. Something yeah. that we need to embrace as African Americans. Yeah, but before we get down to it, we've only got a couple minutes. Carl had mentioned something earlier about instead of having just African Americans on checks, we're talking about debit cards, yes. credit cards, yes. and even coins. Yes. For just in a minute or so, Marshall, can you talk about that experience of African-Americans being on those things? Well, I think they had some African-Americans back in the 1940s. I think they put uh, George Washington Carver and Booger T. Washington on a 50-cent piece mm. back in 1946. And they were sold, as a matter of fact, at banks and so forth. Uh and they were only, uh, there was a limited edition, they were rare to find. Is there any going on today? Because we no. only got about 30 seconds. No, there aren't. One other thing before, before, we, before we leave uh, the diapers. What, one of the things that we did, Carl, uh, that were, that was, uh, that's different from uh, the other diapers. Remember we talked about Fat Albert and mm-hmm. Pocoyo and all the cartoon characters. Our diapers feature something different. In order for us to make sure that we catch up economically, we need to start right now with that process. And that is, the diapers have, uh, the name of the company is Careers. And the reason it's career is the diapers feature different occupations on the diaper, different, different cartoon characters with occupations. Mm-hmm. How, oh, could nice. people, how could people reach you, Marshall? We only got about 10 or 15 seconds. How could people reach you, careers? Well, you go through our website. It's WB, WBDC Wide, Wide Bottom Diaper Club. WBDC.com. WBDC. .com. Right. Well, you know, we're out of time right now, but we want to thank our guest, Mr. Marshall Johnson. And if you want to hear this show again, you can go to blackchamber.com, look under radio and podcasts. And until next week, we say stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.